I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round five, 2017. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who this week apologised to the duck, Wayne Carey. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, look, I, I just let my emotions get the better of me. You know me, Michael. You I'm, are a firecracker. Yeah, I, and I'm very protective of you, buddy. Oh, that's so kind of you. And what the, the, the rumours that the duck was spreading about you... Yeah, what, what was he saying? Well, he's... You know you're signed to junk time till 2020. Uh-huh. We, we did that years ago. You're on a 10-year <laughs> deal, 11 yep. million bucks. It was a hard negotiation too yeah. with the board. And he said you were coerced into signing that contract. Uh-huh. Okay, yes, you were asleep. <laughs> yes, I used your hand and wrote in it and then put it in a bowl and you pissed yourself. Yep, I've never seen that contract, by the way, but uh, you assure me it's there. It's not the point. He said that you were going to get out of that contract, oh. which I know you wouldn't. You're an honest man. You would I'm, never I'm do that. I'm 100% committed to junk time. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. Come 2020, mm. I might defer contract negotiations at the start of the year. Oh, but if you don't know what you're going to do after that, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I have taken on Liam Pickering on board. So. Oh, that's okay then. I trust him more than I trust the duck. <laughs> So Wayne Carey said that you were going to uh, get out of your contract mm-hmm. and you were going to go and live back in Bali. No way. He said he'd seen you, uh, he'd seen bintang singlets at your house. <laughs> he said he'd seen stubby holders. No way. He said he, you had a bottle opener that was in the shape of a penis. Ah, shit, he gone to me. Yeah, he said he'd... You'd do <laughs> did, he, did he see the four and a half kilos of weed in my bag? In he my did, he saw all that shit. And he just put he just put one and one and one and one and one together. Oh, no. And he said you were going to go live out your days with Chappelle. It's all a myth. It's all a myth. Chappelle's coming back. Yeah, I know, but you'll entice her. You, you're a smooth talker. You'll get her back there. I'll go and live with uh, uh, Klimi's uh, former wife and the kids over the there. Princess, the princess, yeah, the Balinese princess. princess. Yeah, That's yeah. a good idea. I'll go live with the Mercedes. Why not? She'll be lonely. Her sister's back home in Australia. She will be lonely. I'll go and say good out of Mercedes. But but wait, 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 wait. We're, We're not going. going. I'm not, no, yeah, I'm not, not going. going. I'm not going. Don't tell me the duck was on or something. Yeah, I was kind of fantasising yeah. about my life in Bali for a second. <laughs> with Mercedes. I get a job as a fly-in, fly-out miner. You know those people that go, they do top at top of WA, and then they go and live in Bali. Oh, I thought you were going to start mining in Bali. Oh, well, actually, well, there we go. That yeah, 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 t- yeah. untapped resource. Yeah, oh, it's going to be great. But yeah. are you going to head down there? Yeah. So that was that was quite spiteful. But thank you very much for putting uh, for putting him in his place. Oh yeah, well, I'm going to defend you uh, to the hill. I always have. Well, you put him in his place, and then you apologise because he went too far. Well, yeah, I I said don't say that about Chamber. I said that at two in the morning. Yeah, and then you shut and the up. note was written on a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, you said you shouted it out of a moving car yeah. while you, you shot up the garage. Yeah, but it was sincere. And you know what? It, it shows. was a sincere drive-by. You have a long history of looking after me as well, particularly mm. I think over the last four weeks. I've always got your back. You've been so incredibly kind to me. Well, um, I know that you're going through a tough time and I just <laughs> I, I can see the anguish, so yeah. I'm I'm there for you. I get it. So when you say really um like mean things to me, you're actually being the opposite. You're trying to be polite. Like when well, you I'm trying to you know what? I'm trying to take you I'm trying to take your focus <laughs> off Hawthorne. <laughs> 
That's what I do. I, I, I'm trying to distract you. So we should th- th- say the real story about uh, Wayne Carey. So Clarko had a crack at him. Yeah. Clarko had a crack at him. It was – was it this weekend? It was on yeah, it was after you went. Yeah, it was after on you Sunday, West wasn't it? Eagles, yeah. yeah. And so he said Wayne Carey was saying that um, Sirioli was going to move back to the Tiwi Islands. Yep. Even though he'd signed a, a three-year contract extension. I think he, he said that he was going to leave. He was coerced into signing that. He didn't want to sign it, Cyril. And therefore uh, he was going to, yeah, get out of footy. And then Clarko came back at uh, Duck after, you know, having fielding some polite questions about yeah. life and times on the footy field. And then he said, I think he said it was bullshit. Yeah, he said, well, they're not held to account for those bullshit things that he says. Yeah, and then he said something along the lines of, um, you oh. know, if we, got, if we got talking about Kerry, we could go on for, yeah. go on for ages. I could, we could bring up a whole dossier on yeah. Wayne Kerry. Yeah. Which, and you go, well, what can what you don't do? we know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know, Clarko? What happened? Because they were, they were teammates for six years, I they think. teammates for seven years, and so they met this, uh, I think they met today. They met today, or was it yesterday? Oh, wow. And I imagine a bakery out the front of Ricky Nixon's yeah, place. Yeah, uh, it's it's the uh, the home of mediation. Yeah, it's basically the UN there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so Ricky Ricky was sitting there flogging the books. But well, Ricky a... said, "Here's how you solve it, boys. I've got an alley just down the street here. You go and punch a fucker." Mano, mano. Yeah, and they were like, "I, I don't know about that." Ricky. We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll yeah, shake hands. And he goes, "I'll film it and I'll put it as a YouTube link in my next book." And then Duck had a um, Duck had a quote about. Clarko saying they'd played together for seven years, which mm. struck me as a long time, actually. Yeah, I didn't know Clarko was at North Melbourne for that, that long. long. He just missed out on a flag. Uh, and also then he said, um, here we go, we have very good mutual friends. So he's saying, like, we've got no problem, there's no beef. Yeah. We've got friends. We've got friends. Who are friends. Therefore, yeah. how can there be possibly yeah, there, 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 there can be no animosity <laughs> there because that's all it takes. Oh, you know this bloke. Yeah, yeah. You know Arch. Oh, yeah. I know Arch. <laughs> Fuck, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you a dickhead. So, all right, so the, Hawk, you, the Hawks are back. They were back in town. BIT were one and four. Yeah, same as Carlton, took same as Collingwood. Mighty, took on the Mighty Eagles, who, as we all know, are unbeatable at the MSCG. They're disgusting. Absolutely unbeatable. They, if you're an Eagles fan, I, I'm sure you will not uh, you will not be upset that I call them a pathetic, revolting, insidious, steaming pile of fucking shit. They do have it rough at the G. Uh, and there was a bit of back and forth with Adam Simpson as well, wasn't there? They kind of had to put up or shut up. That was from Kerry as well, wasn't it? No, that came from Jonathan Brown. The centre-half oh. forwards have been swinging left, right and centre yeah. this week. But as they say, mate, you've got you to gotta go through Chicago. Do they? Yeah. Who says that? David King says a lot. Oh, yeah. does he? Yeah. Talks about home, you know, that, you know, that home ground thing. Yeah. Or, you know, you've got to win at the G. If you're going to yeah. win the flag, you've got to win at the G. Okay. So you've got to go through Chicago, man. What's a Chicago reference to? It's a Michael Jordan reference. Oh. Kind of uh, playing some kind of finals, I imagine. And, yeah. Uh, and he was like, they've got to beat us, they've got to beat us in Chicago. That's oh, very okay. hard to do. Oh, that, that, I love the way that uh, he brings up old, you know, NBA references. That's great. Mm. It works for so many people. Got to go through. And, yeah, he, yeah. Keeps, he keeps on going, do you believe in miracles? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, okay, so Hawthorne are back. Let me ask you, uh, how did Ty Vickery go? Uh, can't say he was too active. Didn't trouble the uh, stat man. Yeah, okay. No kicks, no handballs. Yeah, right. No hit outs, no marks, mm-hmm. no tackles, which I imagine means he was out there for the full 120 <laughs> minutes. No, he didn't play. He didn't play for the second week in a row. Why? What's wrong? Uh, what is wrong? Because the first time he was out, he uh, was a late withdrawal. Mm. So uh, did he do something in the rooms? I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, they, saw it. they saw him warming up. <laughs> Putting his jumper on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. It's been a horrible mistake. <laughs> no, he'll be fine. He'll win three Brownlows. Don't worry about it. 
He won't win three Brownlows. But uh, he had a lot of defenders this week. Oh, that's right. Yes. Ty Vickery. Uh, first, ex-teammate Trent Cochin came out and said, it's not fair what people are saying about him on social media. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. They go, well, if you've seen him play in those first three games and for the you know six years that he was at Richmond, I think, well, he, I think it's very fair. But he was saying, uh, he said some of the memes out there were pretty mean. That was Richo. Was it? Richo, Richo said some of the memes out there on social media are very mean about Ty Yeah, but Ty most Vickery. of them had been sent to him by Damien Hardwick. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's very good on the uh, on the Photoshop. Yeah, Dimmer. he loves it. I don't know. Should should a, a commentator or even an ex teammate be looking at that? Where is where is Trent Cotchin seeing that sort of stuff? But it's, it's unavoidable that kind of stuff. Heck, I, I, I you know you and Maddie from last week, you were sending me two emails in a row, pretty much that had the same Vickery hate on it. Yeah, but do you reckon Trent Cotchin's? I mean, they've got the same friends, so that means they're all friends. Yeah, no, no. I think you'd um, I, I just say think you'd see that in the genuine football community, but also yeah. um. I can't remember if it was Cochin who said it plays on his mind, but wasn't it Cooney? Adam Cooney said when he, uh, you know, uh, hit a, hit a bad kick during a game when he was at the Bombers, mm. he'd think about what people on Twitter would say. Yeah, yeah. Because I imagine you do get on if you typed in your name and you cocked up, there would be a whole bunch of people writing horrible things. Well, I imagine I don't think you'd search your own name, but uh, I, I can write to you and regularly do on Twitter until you block me. And then I've changed my name for the next week anyway. Yeah, you've already, you're already an egg. Yes, yeah, another yeah, egg. exactly. Yeah, yeah, I just move on. Yeah. And so because if anything, we know you've got you've got a good track record on Twitter too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nothing's gone wrong. So I know how Ty feels. You, you got really good at blocking people. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I blocked all of South America. <laughs> so it's good to see you back in the winning circle, mate. Welcome back. We are. We're back. Welcome. Now back. you're one and four, aren't you? We are one and four. So, see, all the good teams are one and four. Carlton, yeah. Hawthorne, Collingwood. Do we want to take a quick look at the ladder, actually? Because That's not a bad idea. At, we haven't done so this season. And also, at the start of the year, you're a bit unsure as who's on what. Yeah. You know, you think, oh, they two and three, they three and two, doesn't yep. really matter. So, we got on the top of the table, we got um, uh, Adelaide and Geelong. Both and under, Richmond. And Richmond, all undefeated. All undefeated. And at least we get Adelaide playing Richmond this weekend, which will be massive. Which means Richmond might go top. Yeah, absolutely. They will definitely. Richmond, are, they're untouchable now. Absolutely. Now, yeah. let's predict. What round will it implode? <laughs> I'm going to say round six. Okay. <laughs> well, you look up who they've got this week. Because so, if it's like... Um, well, it's Adelaide and Adelaide. Well, I was about to say, if it's like... Uh, oh, uh, yeah, sorry. I thought you said Geelong and Adelaide play. No, so, no. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Richmond and Adelaide. Of course. Yeah, of course. yeah sorry. Um because I was, I was about to say, you know, be kind of, you know, embarrassing of Richmond, like lost to, oh, I don't know, Gold Coast, and I'm like, oh fuck, I can't, I can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, by 86 points, that'd be horrible. <laughs> um, then on the next bracket, we have uh, Giants and Doggies on four, mm-hmm. and then rounding out the eight to ninth, we have Port Eagles, Essendon, Freer on three. So Freer on three, that probably mm, that's actually pretty reasonable. So who, who of those teams would you put at the top of that list? Probably Port at the moment. Uh, they beat the Swans at home, but that doesn't seem like as good a win anymore. Oh, I mean, the discount in the reigning premiers. Well, oh, oh, the three. The three, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah, Port, I reckon. Port. Port Eagles. And, I mean, they, they beat Carlton. Carlton, Carlton were very very uh, competitive on Friday night. Yeah, I think the jury probably still be out on Frio for a while. Yeah, it's not coming back. But, yeah, Port looking pretty sharp. Yeah. Port looking pretty sharp. And Hawthorne are now 15th. So you're above Carlton. So Saints get pick four at this stage. Uh-huh. That's excellent. People like writing a few articles about that too. Yes, they do. Yeah. Okay. Swans are on the bottom. That is amazing. Are they the only winless team now? No, North Melbourne as well. Oh, of course. So the opposite to last year without flying. Yeah. What was it, the first ten or so? First nine, yeah. And no one saw that coming at all. And then they fell over and then um, the, the Swans are on 0-5. Now, they do have quite a few injuries. 
Yes, but can, can they make the finals? Let's go. Can the Swans make the finals? They have to win like 13 of 17 now. Uh, I'm going to say no, they can't. They can't. They're out. You rule them out. But if you say that Hawthorne have to win 12 out of 17, I'm going to say yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> well, 12 out of 17 is much easier than 13 out of 17. That's every second one, pretty much. You yeah, know. you can do that. <laughs> you guys are flying. Yeah. Did you enjoy last night's game, uh, the uh, Melbourne-Richmond uh, game? Yeah, I had it on. I had it on. It, lo- it looked pretty intense. It looked pretty intense. And D's kind of had it for a while, and then uh, Richmond overran them. Yeah, and they, they lost their Ruckman. So they got their, their Ruckman list. It, it, it's the curse of the beard, the curse of the... Of the, uh, what would you say, the, uh, f- not flamboyant, but just the, the heart and soul Ruckman. Yeah. You know, big hair, crazy beard. Didn't two go down last night? Or was it just they one? lost another guy to broken ribs. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. That was Rance who ran through him, right? Yes. Yeah. Put the knee, knee into the ribs. Yeah, it, um, 85,000 people. It was amazing. That's the biggest, I was saying, the biggest crowd that Melbourne played in front of since 1964. Hmm. And I think, I think it only, um, only miss out on topping today's game by about 2,000. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty good. It's, I mean, everyone said Anzac Day Eve. That's that's the big Eve. That's the that's the sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah, because you go to the game and then you go and you line up down at uh, oh, the shrine. down at the Shrine of Remembrance. Yeah, yeah. yeah to pay your respects. It hasn't been good for uh, some Melbourne players. In... We go out drinking and then you go down the Shrine. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not uh, foolish. would have wanted yeah. to <laughs> Yeah, you already... Well, you've, you've got to sober up a little bit of the Shrine. <laughs> yeah, sure. But Jake Melksham, now he was uh, recruited to Melbourne and then missed a season because he was uh, a little bit uh, full of, I don't know, full of uh, Stephen Dang specials. Anyway, he's got himself into trouble again. Now, you would think as an Essendon player... You try and be pretty clean. Yeah. Keep your nose clean. Yeah, just, just stay, stay out, out of trouble. trouble. Stay out of trouble. So You've already missed a year. Like, it's a long, a long time of football, you know, in a, what, 10-year window that you may possibly have. Yeah. Even not... Not every player even has that window. Not every. No. A lot of Carlton players, nowhere near that. So it says here, the headline was, XS and play Jake Melksham. You've got ten- more like kind of like shutters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not a big window. Yeah. You're kind of like, I don't know, like an old house that kind of no one's lived in where maybe people kind of throwing rocks through. <laughs> through the windows. Yeah. There's not even windows there. It's just a hole. It's actually just a wall that's collapsed. You have um, black garbage bags over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got crime scene tape all around it. And people are too scared to go in there. Jake Melksham fined $10,000 for misleading AFL betting investigators. Of course. Well, he's, he's, he's staying away from drugs. Mm-hmm. And now he's into, you know... On the punt. Shady betting. So it says here, it's understood Melksham agreed to let a friend who had been barred by a bookmaker... So his mate's been barred by a bookmaker. And uh, Melksham's let him place a greyhound racing bet using Melksham's account. Oh, so his mate's a, come to him and gone, mate... That's a sweet spot. Right mate, right. I, I've, I've been banned. Mm. I've been banned. How do you get banned by a bookmaker? A particular one bookmaker. Yeah. Now, do we mean like a kind of Simon Beasley type, like that one-man operation? Well, not probably isn't a one-man operation. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Or are we talking like a sports bet tab? I I would say so because it was on his phone account. Okay, yeah, sure. So it's it's one of the higher-up ones. Yeah. But I would say you would have to be like one of the pillars of society – to get banned uh, by a yeah, fuck uh, that would be hard maker. work. That would be hard work. What do you got to do? Yeah, yeah. What I have mean, you done? Are you, I've heard you know, um, uh, celebrity kind of cokeheads and stuff. They go like, yeah. they've had drug dealers go, nah, man, you buy too yeah, much. You're cut, yeah, we're cutting you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Buy banned by your bookmaker. Bloody so, hell. So anyway, he was banned by his bookmaker. He goes to Melchior. He goes, ah, oh, Jakey, Jakey boy, come on. Mm. I've been banned. He goes, what do you do? He goes, man, nothing. I don't even know. I think. Do you I get think banned just... from every bookmaker? Can't you go to another company? 
Yeah, that's a good point. Can I just wander in? Ban you? Yeah, can just you get banned by TV, mate? Yeah, just wander in. Yeah, oh, that's weird. That is odd. But having said that, I mean, who am I to, you know, question the judgment of a man who's banned by a bookmaker and also is betting on the greyhounds on the, <laughs> on the dish lickers <laughs> and his friends with a man who's serving a suspension? No, oh, well, that's not his fault. The only step above below greyhounds is um, animated greyhounds. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. They are amazing. Well, yeah, but if you get a good tip on those, if any of the junk timers know who's uh, yeah. going to win, yeah. I'm going to go to the Tankerville any, Hotel got, in Fitzroy <laughs> later on. Have we got any animators out there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've, been, they've, been, they've been working on working on a couple of uh, couple of programs. So it says here, when investigators looked into why Melksham had allowed a third party to bet on his account. So, geez, they must, forensically must know exactly what goes on there. How would they know that it wasn't his bet? I have no idea. And it's understood Melksham panicked and was not up front in his disclosure, having been spooked by his previous experience during the AFL Asada investigation. He's going, oh, fuck. Hmm. Oh, fuck. Nah, nah. I, I booked on the dish lickers. So, that was me. So they came in and they said, did, it, did you place the bet because we think it was someone else? And he said, no, it was me. He, he must have said that, yeah. 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 Okay. So And they went, oh, okay, cool. And then they went and probably had another look and just went, he's fucking lying. It's very intricate, isn't it? It is a little intricate. So you've got to be careful with your, uh, with your sports betting account. I absolutely know? make sure I don't let anybody use my sports betting account. Oh, I leave mine around open at pubs all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I fuck go for it. Because no. if you win... You get the winnings. I get so the can't winnings, get yeah. Out. yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not a fucking moron. <laughs> but it has, it's been all fun down at uh, down at, uh, Melbourne. Jack Watts, who played a huge lone hand in the ruck last night in the second half, he really stood up, I thought, and played you know a good game. And he's probably going to have to ruck for the next few weeks. They're without mm. a ruckman for at least five or six weeks. Now, the Melbourne fans have taken to taken him to heart now, haven't they? I think they enjoy him, yeah. yeah. I think it's it, probably maybe patch. every six weeks they can't stand him yeah. rather than weekly. Yeah, we're over that patch. Yeah. So he, he did, and now that he knows that, you know, people like him again, he's gone down Media Street. He actually has headed straight down Media Street. Well, he's bought a house on Media Street. He didn't even stop at the green light. No. Like at the red light, sorry. He doesn't need to. Down straight to it. Yeah. He doesn't care. So he did a uh, – so this is in Melbourne's uh, – oh, I think it's Australia-wide, the domain lift-out. So this is the the, uh, the property um, property arm of uh, the Fairfax media. Mm. And he's done – they're at home with Melbourne player Jack Watts. So we get to see – How do you think they pick him? Yeah, that's a very good point. Because also, I mean, like Juddy, he was making the top dollar. Yeah. So you know, I'm going to go and see a really cool house. That's and true. Also, Beck making top do- dollar as well. Yeah. So, and I mean, they put that up for rental just this week, haven't they? Yes. Two, Two grand a week. A week. Same per an. Yeah. Yeah. The four story, like it does look incredible. Yeah. But they don't own it anymore. Oh, so it's just the house they lived in. Yes. That. That's how. Oh, that's that, how poor that article was. I was about to say. Oh, is that is that how the media works now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Juddy once slept there, and that's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, they picked Jack out. Maybe maybe he's a mate of the reporter or something. Or you know, he's a young, handsome. Is he a bachelor? I don't can't remember if it said here. Anyway, we get to go through his house. So he's living with these. He goes, "It's a typical share house. It's a young environment, and we love to have fun. There's basic, uh, there's music playing all the time, and not too much that's breakable." Oh well, they'd be putting the um, they'd be handballing the football around a lot and playing yeah, a lot would, of indoor they? basketball. Indoor basketball, yeah. He lives there with his cousin and best mate Mitch and two other friends. So there's four people living together. That's five people. No, it's not. K 
Oh, he's yeah. Mitch is the cousin. Yes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, cousin and best mate. Yeah, uh, yeah. There we go. Yeah, so it doubles up. Oh, so that's nice. That. That's nice he's close to the family. Yeah, he doesn't have to have a cousin, then a best mate. He has a cousin who is his best mate. And two other people who didn't want to be named in the article? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Mate, if you're on, say, $400,000 a year, how many people are you living with? Yeah, I mean, are you... <laughs> I do sometimes find that when someone's someone's cashed up and they're like, "Oh, I'm my roommate," and it, like, yeah. Do you feel weird kind of tapping them on the shoulder, going, "Oh, can I get the two hundred fifty dollars rent?" <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, you can't fucking pay that, man. Yeah, uh, the water bill just came <laughs> in, yeah. guys. I need seventeen dollars. Yeah. Uh, so it says the decor leans heavily to the sporting. You've got a table tennis table, a big picture of uh, Jack Watts' sporting hero basketball, and Michael Jordan. So he's got a massive poster of that, but. Uh, he Jordan was the given though, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Mm. That was the first thing I noticed when I saw the pictures. It's either Jordan or if it was current, it'd be, it'd be like LeBron. Yeah, yeah, a bit of Muhammad Ali. Too. Yeah, yes, that's that's very good. Uh, but here we go, Jack Watts. I mean, this guy. What doesn't he do? He recently took delivery of a piano. Oh yeah, which is very he was very excited about. I was very inspired by La La Land. Yeah, I find that really interesting. Yeah. He says here, La, he's laughing about it. <laughs> I was very inspired by La La Land. Oh, he's having a he's having a lend. Yeah. He's just mucking around. But he says, I love music and mm-hmm. I'm about to start lessons. Mm-hmm. So he loves music in the way that you and I love music. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you turn radio on, you go, I love music. Yeah, yeah. That's how much he loves it. And then he bought a piano to have in the house. Very arty for you, La La La. Yeah. But uh, probably I would say the piece de resistance. Oh, no, there's a few pieces de resistance. Well, let's not forget the swimwear that he has, the swimwear fashion line. Yeah. Uh, business partner has uh, a gap in the market for men's swimwear that actually looks nice and that you feel good wearing. Oh, because how many years? And this is a this is a swimwear that uh, has avocados all over it, half avocados all over this this uh, chunky model swimwear. And oh. and then when I when I want to go for a swim, absolutely, and I don't want to look like a fuck stick. Yeah, I think yeah. I just want to be inconspicuous. Yeah, I want avocados. Yeah. I want an avocado green mm-hmm. set of shorts. Mm-hmm. I'm and wearing I, them right now. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I want wearing them right now. I want avocados. And just everybody else around me is wearing a suit at this at this yeah. job. But I'm wearing my avocado. And everyone, I'm actually getting more compliments. Yeah, yeah, as you should be. the people in the suit. He has a clock on the wall. Oh, yeah. Let's go. It's done by Jack Turner. Is it possibly, we're going to try and describe it. It's got like, uh, it, it's just, it's got like five completely unrelated little pictures on it. And you can't really tell the time. It's possibly the worst clock I've ever seen. Well, it's probably kind of got a smiley face and it's got a, is that a beard or something? Looks kind like of a beard and then like a yeah. bit of a tree and then something that doesn't make any sense. And one bit that says, yeah, nah, but, but the, it's nah, G-N-A-R. So it's kind of comical. Really? You think it means nothing? I mean, are you not yeah. familiar with the work of Jack Turner? Well, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I know you have Jack Turner's in I'm every room. I'm a Turnerite. Yeah. I've got to tell you. <laughs> every, I've got a clock on every wall in my, in my home. Or, th- or four of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Uh, table tennis table. Of course. You're young fellas. You've got to play table tennis. He seems to tout himself as a pretty good table tennis player. Yeah. Won the Melbourne Football Club tournament uh, three times in a row. Fuck, he's competitive beast. And even went so far as a bit of a prank, a bit of a fun thing, a bit of a go. prank. For the tournament, he um, sent off a Roger Federer's outfit so he could wear that at the table tennis competition. Well, he's serious about his tennis. Got a bit of the Mad Mondays about him there. Yeah, that's okay. And that's one of the, his favourite things is his Roger Federer night clothing. I asked my manager if it was all possible to get a Roger Federer outfit for the table tennis tournament. And they had to send it from America. This mm. is the kind of power that Jack Watts has. Absolutely. It's not available, available in Australia. He goes, well, uh, you make it happen. It's actually quite a cool Michael Jordan painting, I reckon. You like it? Yeah, I don't mind it. Like, it's a bit of... 
bit modern? Yeah, modern art. Modern. All right. So, as we talked, he's got a fascination with clocks, but he loves his watches. Mm. And he has uh, a box. So, you know, a box that you would get a watch in. Imagine it was, say, eight times the length of that. So, you could have eight watches or ten watches beside each other. He's got ten on display there. Ten on display. There's room for two more. Can I just say, is that not... Are they not some of the shittest watches ever that need to be on display? Like well, one of them, one of them's a Nike running watch. One is, I think, a Garmin, and then he's got a shitty little Casio. Yeah, I don't think that kind of Casio type things really go in a box <laughs> in a watch box like that. And also, unless it's like got a health feature to it, like a yeah, like an iPhone watch or whatever it is. Yeah, you shouldn't go digital. Okay, like I looked at one, I thought it might have been a calculator watch for a second. I'm like, we can't have that. But yeah, no, you shouldn't go digital. That's what I think. Oh, you're you're anti digital if you're an adult. Unless, no, it's, it, unless it's for, like, you know, running or something. Absolutely. If it's got a heart monitor in it, yeah, you're okay with it. something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, no no digital. Michael, you, you're so far behind, dude. Mm. You don't know what's going on. Jack Watts is all over it. So, anyway, if uh, if you break into his house, you know some cool shit to yeah. steal. Yeah, grab a cool painting. Yeah. Got the golf clubs. Get yourself um, some uh, get the uh, turner, papers. Get the Turner clock because that's worth about seven $8,000. Yep, yep. And get yourself some got squash. Uh, so, it's called Squash Club. Um Bathers. Yeah. So I think we've got a new favourite. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not bad. It's good to be at his house. But uh, speaking of Anzac Day, so that was Anzac Day Eve. We're on to Anzac Day. And pretty good win by Essendon in the end, I thought. I thought they played pretty well. Yeah, it was a bit wet. Yes. So I think the Bombers kicked out for a while and then the Pies came back. Is that right? Yep. That's the way they did it. And, and also another big win for Essendon because um, not only did they win the footy, but they jacked up the prices. Yeah. So good on them for doing that. They, they <laughs> thought, oh, you know, we could, we've been down in the Dodgers. We need to pay some bills. After one year where, they've, uh, where their fans have stood by them. Yes. Absolutely stood by them. How do you repay them? We After three years of having yeah. torment in their lives, yeah, yeah. what we do <laughs> on that one day, the one day that like, we really look forward to, yeah. the, 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 the massive day, fans get out there, it's, yeah. it's always a great day. Yeah. What we're going to do... Yeah, it's been two years since we've had a home game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what better do? way to treat our fans... What we're going to do yeah. is we're going to fucking stiff you, mate. Yeah, so I think it was about $75 for a nosebleed seat. Really? It was fucking expensive. No way, that is... That's really bad. Yeah, yeah. Huh. No, it went up massively. You know, I don't know. Because you've never <laughs> been up in the nosebleeds. No, no, no. I haven't paid a ticket to the MCG. Yeah. For decades, but I have been Eddie. What does nice. the ticket cost? It's about 25 or something? I actually don't know. Yeah. I, I've got a membership for Carlton's home game, yeah. so I, I don't know. And if it's an away game, I generally don't bother going. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm very well connected. Like, I'll probably, if I wanted to go, I'll sit with Simon Lethley and... Uh-huh. Or, you know, you'll go with uh, JGD. That's right. He just, gets me in. You ghost him in the turnstile yeah, and just walk yeah. in with him and hang no, out He just wears him. like a big jacket and yeah. I, I go on his... <laughs> he goes on my shoulders. So Anzac Day, of course, it means you need the analogies. You need the talk of... Uh, and So this is a Mick Malthouse article. Going into battle. Going into battle. Yep. Sacrifice, courage. Mates. Mateship, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. Mate against mate. You yep. know, all that sort of stuff. Now, Hydrate. Yeah, Gatorade Bukaki. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that, all that war-based stuff, yeah. So, uh, Malthouse writes, while the commemoration and the football match are both intrinsically linked, I would never compare a game of football to genuine warfare. Yeah. How can you? You are wise. And then he goes on to compare a game of football <laughs> to genuine warfare. He says, so perhaps the closest we get to it on a fo- is, is on a football field dressed in team colours, because that's what I call camo. Uh-huh. I call it team colours. You yeah. go, what team, what colours Australia are you wearing this year? Absolutely. Camo. Yes, many... Yeah. Many, many soldiers around the world, they wear purple. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or you know, there's a lot of teams, and these are the teams that go down. Is when um, when you're wearing your away strip. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, when you're on the battlefield with ISIS. Yeah, because you're wearing white. So they you actually, don't clash. They deployed a bunch of troops to uh, Syria, but they mixed up and they gave them the Hawthorne Power Ranger jumper. Yeah, it's not a good. They had to blend in. Yeah. So he also says, uh, like war, they're armed with a game plan. Oh fuck. Yep. Uh, they're working side by side at the stoppages mm-hmm. and in the packs because mm-hmm. you have a lot of stoppages yeah. uh, in war, treating the opposition as an enemy to destroy for a win. Well, actually, I suppose maybe a bit like a Carlton fan, like you you see some things that you <laughs> <laughs> have you waking up at night. Yeah, yeah. So he talks about how he tried to uh, teach the the players about Gallipoli and everything that it meant, yeah. which which I think is a very good thing. But yes. then he kind of takes it a bit too far. Uh, and this is prior to being at S uh, at Collingwood. He says, in an Anzac round with West Coast, this is when he was coach at the West Coast Eagles, uh, he yep. said, we dim the lights in the rooms before the game to give it a feel of a bunker. Oh, fuck. And I read aloud some poignant words from the history books that line my bookshelves at home. <laughs> was it The Rat by John Platten? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think the so. lights. Yeah, yeah, oh shit. <laughs> Everyone had an erection, we ran out and played hard. Cuz jumped up and chose what he'd been thinking about. <laughs> So he's dimmed the lights like they're in a bunker. Yeah. What the okay. fuck is wrong with you, Mick? Yeah. No, that's a bit weird. Yeah. That's a bit weird. So I don't know. He always says, I know he's a big fan of war and war history. But and I mean, in terms of that. the use of the word bunker, too. Like, bunker, like, you know, you think of a, a what do you call it? Trench. Okay. Yes. If you, you attribute that to kind of Anzac time. Yeah, not so much a bunker. Bunker. Bunker kind of has this kind of. You're hiding. What like, are you hiding from? Well, no, like, where did, where did you know, the guy who kicked off WW2. Oh, he died at a bunker. Yeah, they kind of, ha- they, they kind of, I think, are connected more to bunkers. When you Is hear bunker, right? you go, hmm, bunker. Mm, soft. Bunker sounds a bit. You think of that, that scene from uh, Downfall, which has very amusingly been dubbed. <laughs> I remember he once found out. He once, <laughs> he, once, he once found out Hawthorne won the 2008 Grand Final. He got very angry. Did he? He got Hitler. very angry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I saw when uh, Hitler hated uh, the Brett Ratton and he heard that Mick Malthouse was going to come in. For anyone overseas who... He's uh, a big footy fan. I love his footy, doesn't he? He knows <laughs> his footy. I, I remember uh, when uh, Richmond lost to uh, Port Adelaide. Yeah. Hitler was very unhappy uh, with that. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. He does love his footy, doesn't he? <laughs> he, must have, he must have the AFL pass online. Yeah. Yeah. Must pay a few euro for that, get it each year. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a big <laughs> fan. Uh, well, we just mentioned uh, uh, the Port Adelaide, uh, Carlton playing in Port Adelaide on Friday night or in Adelaide. And um, we didn't go too well. We didn't go too well. And it hasn't been a good weekend, though, even though they won by 90-odd points. hasn't been a good weekend for some Port players. Jackson Trengove got fucking snapped. Got snapped, mate. Snapped down, yeah. in, down in Glenelg. So he was at a pub? Yeah, or at a, uh, I think a couple of players, I, don't, I know, suspend your belief, a couple of players own a bar? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, they own a bar. What? They just thought we've we've got some good we've got some good coin that we're on. Wait a second, you're telling me that players are, okay. Now let me okay make me absolutely clear. Do any of them own a t-shirt company? Uh Jackson Trengove does. <laughs> does he really? He really does. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if he was wearing that outfit. Someone said, "Mate, your smalls are fucking way too small." Bang! Did he catch the tram down there? Oh, you would have. Yeah, because you're gonna you're gonna have a few you're gonna a few, have a few froths few yeah. after a big win. Yeah, massive win. So. Take us through the process. What was happening? Well, so basically the story came out on Sunday that uh, a port player had been in a scuffle. So you get your, your alarm bells yeah, rise yeah, straight yeah. away. They and start ringing. Yeah, and then, and then the club said, we are gonna, we're going to go through this. We're not going to release anyone's name. We're not going to say anything about it mm-hmm. until we've done the full investigation. Absolutely. You and can't then, rush this stuff. No, and then social media came out. Where's Jackson Trengo? 
<laughs> and they went, oh, fuck, all right, all right. <laughs> but then the reports from witnesses down there were, I think he was trying to break up a scuffle and he uh, got king hit because he came into training the next day had a shiner. Uh, on the Sunday with a shiner on, mm. on, the, on, the, on the left side of the mm. face. So he's been snapped. You know, but also we, the next day you can kind of get away. I mean, so that was, that was Friday night after the game? No, that was Saturday because so, uh, okay. they played Friday night. They would have had recovery straight away. Can't just go out. I know yeah, you want okay. have a few beers at the club. Maybe gotcha. maybe Clark, like, like Hawthorne did, you buy two slabs. Yeah. Not too many. But just enough to no Yeah, you can still drive home. <laughs> um, but also, you know, if you got a if you got punched if you played on a Friday night yep. and then you went out and you got punched, yeah. you could probably get away with it at recovery the next day, couldn't you? Oh, you say it was a part of the game. You go, oh yeah, yeah gee, of course, just that came up. up. Yeah, yeah, you know? it just blew up. Yeah, yeah. I just, I like, I was leaving the game, and then I forgot I got really yeah. hit really hard, yeah, and then really I hard in third fractured quarter. my sock. I didn't remember it. I think it was Nick Del Santo told a story that he'd hurt himself. I think he'd hurt himself in normal life. Yeah, maybe not being appropriate. And then he waited till he got down the got club. Got to training, then kind of think took a tumble and was like, "Oh no, I've hurt myself." That's a great idea. That, I think that was Nick Del Santo. He That's what uh, on the radio. Dermy said he did with his groin. He waited till he got down to the club. Well, it was all happening in um, for the Port Adelaide Football Club, Adam. Well, why wouldn't it be? Because there was an article, I, th- I think it's typical kind of Daily Mail stuff, but uh, there was a Port Adelaide fan who got photographed. Yeah. Not at the game, so that's good. No. But getting about on public transport in life. In Melbourne. Was that in Melbourne? It was in Melbourne, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't totally. know that. I thought yeah. that was in Adelaide. No, no, no. And he had a um, he had a swast- Oh, well, we've well, just been talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> he had a swastika on yeah. his arm. Well, he Hitler's there. a big fan. He saw he saw the downfall so, video. So, and I didn't even know back for board. So, you too. Yeah. He saw he had a swastika on his arm. He's just kept getting about life. Yeah, and also just to prove that it wasn't like one day and they followed him around. He had uh, the black jumper and then he had the away jumper. No way. He had two separate jumpers on. So it was like a dude who kind of just gets about in a Port Adelaide jumper and a swastika. <laughs> It probably comes. I haven't seen their membership pack, but uh, perhaps mm. you know they're, they're going for the for the, the for the left wing fans and yeah. for, the, for the really yeah, right sure. wing fans. You know what I suspect though? I reckon I th- I was thinking it was a uh, it was actually an Adelaide fan oh. planted it to make people confused yeah. and hate hate Port Adelaide more. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a long way to go. It's a stretch. Yeah, it's a big stretch. But I, I Walking I about in the public with a swastika. <laughs> yeah. Well, He's no, going, no, 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 it's for a purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want people to hate Port Adelaide. <laughs> no, my mission will be complete. No, yeah. Don't use the word mission, please. <laughs> <laughs> Show me your papers. Uh, don't, don't say that either. Um, I also, speaking of kind of war-related issues, mm. there's quite a few to that. Well, it's Anzac Day. It's okay. Um, Metricon is on standby. Yeah. In case the... Mm. Port and Suns match doesn't go ahead in Shanghai. At the SCG? Yes. Yeah. Yes. In case it kicks off between North Korea, and the everyone. US and China. Well, yeah. I suppose Japan get pulled into that as well, maybe. Fuck, that's bad luck. And for we Koshi, get pulled into it? that as well. Yeah, I think they were yeah. Talking about Darwin was a target today. Well, fuck, like you don't that. want to be at the bomb shelter. That's where it's going to oh, be. Oh, yeah, it's not too far from. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, so Darwin's... And, and that's another... Don't uh, don't Port play home games Yeah, they have played games well. there, yeah. You know what? I'm sensing Port. I'd just... I'd stay away from Port for a while if I was you. That just, just seemed to be... Tra- Koshi just seems to be... Toxic. Trouble, yeah. Mm. I am actually a bit more concerned that the game itself in Shanghai... Yeah. ...is going to be a target. Because they what, know what's coming. What way... What better way for Kim Il-sung... Yeah. No, Kim... Jong Un, yeah, to send a message to Australia, to the world, mm. that he says, if you dare to stop playing football, yeah, at the cake tin, and you play it at the SCG in Shanghai, yeah, I'm gonna have to destroy it. 
So do you reckon that playing the football there is provocative? It's provocative. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah, we're just rubbing in his face. And he says, "I, I tell you what, if the if the Suns wear their home guernsey, mm. the the colour of the Chinese flag, if you fucking, like Koshi, yeah, if you I'll be fucking furious. A, that's he said that. If you got twenty two men out there rubbing the Chinese flag in my face, yep. I'll fucking nuke you, cunts. But he brought Koshi up in a meeting. Did he? Yeah, in an address to his people. Yep. He said. So there's man, I, I respect, I respect and admire. Yeah, I, I, I take his financial advice all the time on sunrise. Absolutely. Yeah. And look how he, how good he is with animals. Yeah. With the cash cow. <laughs> <laughs> and he says that is a man I just respect and admire. If you're going right. to sully his reputation by wearing the Chinese flag, and on top of that, you stop playing footy at the Cake Ting in Wellington. Yeah. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to show some vengeance. And also, I don't know why the home ground that he plays at in Adelaide has all of a sudden dropped Matani chicken salt. No. That, that's, that's chicken salt in the wound of Kim Jong-un. Kim's you know what I'm saying? Kim's broken about that. Yeah. yeah. He mentioned that in address to the people as well. Yeah. There was a lot of confusion. Yeah. But they worked it out. He had a bowl of hot chips right next to him. Yep. And he picked one up and he popped it in his mouth. He spat it back on the ground. Yep. And then the person that, that cooked those hot chips, he fed them to the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and someone said, we can get you some oregano and chilli and lime. So what are you talking about? But yeah. he said it in, obviously, his native language. Yeah, of course. Mm. In Korean. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know where they should play. I think they're going to move the game. If they can't play it in... Uh, in Shanghai, they're going to play it in... Uh, they're going to play it Pyongyang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just and take that, it to the people. they got that huge stadium, which mm. I imagine called the People's Stadium or something. Yeah. Um, they got that... It's about 120,000 people. Fuck, that's not bad. I think in there, yeah. yeah. So take it to Pyongyang. Oh, what a way to... A, win over Kim's heart. There's... there's a, Yeah, there's the, the olive, olive branches, game. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's the peace game right there. The peace game. Mm. Yeah, and the best on ground wins a dove. And wouldn't the players be put in their hands? I mean, I'm sure they're already thrilled they've got to go to Shanghai. Yeah. But wouldn't they love to go to Pyongyang? They would... It oh. Just... It's, it's what every young footballer dreams of. I mean, a lot of people, I remember uh, <laughs> other kids in their backyards mm-hmm. would pretend they were taking the winning shot. Yep. At a grand final. Mm-hmm. I pretended that I was in Pyongyang. At the first ever game in Pyongyang. Yeah, and uh, Kim Jong... Ill at the time because yep. I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Kim Jong Il would toss the coin, and I would say heads, and then he would behead someone. I go, that's not <laughs> what I meant. And that was my that was my childhood dream. And now you know, it could be could be Port Adelaide and and Gold Coast players living the dream. Wouldn't hurt. Like it would keep them off the kind of social media trouble and stuff like that. Yeah. Players keep them focused for. A, Fuck yeah. Because they'd be under watch in the hotel, they say that. Well, you're not going to muck around, eh? No, you're not going to muck around. No. And, and you know that, like, oh, you know who I think would be happy to play over there would be Clarko, because he knows that when he walks back into the into the, um, into the the hotel, no, he's gonna, not going to be any... Well, because they're playing Port, mm-hmm. but no Port fan's going to come up to him and go, Clarko, and scream in his face. That's a really good point, actually. Because they'll, be, they'll be assassinated on the spot. And also, as well, you can take him to the uh, DMZ. Yeah. And you can take him, and instead of Mick Malthard doing his kind of pretend metaphors, you can actually look at it and go, this is actually a war yep. zone. Yeah. Because the truce hasn't been signed. Yes. So this is literally... So, whatever you do, don't fucking, don't fucking touch anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, quickly, Adam. Mm. Concern for our friend, Bomber Thompson. Oh, yeah, I was very sad to read this. He gave a speech at a Victorian lawyer's kind of function or yep. something like that. And he said the uh, I think rough quote was that the supplement saga will end up killing me. It's going to kill him. Now. That's well, very sad to hear because he, he was a great chat last year. And well, I'm I'm amazed. We really enjoyed his, uh, our time with him. I'm more amazed that it, being on our podcast hasn't caused him that much stress. Yeah, that, that, that is very true. And, he, and I'm sure that uh, he's got access to stuff that will keep him alive forever. Yeah, yeah. If he truly wants it. But it sounded pretty traumatic for him, very traumatic for him. Talk well, he, about, said, um, he said the whole saga left him bitter and twisted and probably led to the breakdown of his marriage to his second wife. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't think he can survive that kind of stress. Had that kind of stress for three years, I think, yeah. I think everything, everything does fall apart. Well, you'd, and it, you'd, you know, you'd take it on every day. And he said, um, he says, people tell me to let it go, but I can't. Mm. You know, and he, re- he said he reads everything. He's reading the internet. He's Just, reading the stories. Yeah. Oh, dude, he'd be on, like, the um, message boards and shit like that. No, Bomber, get off him. Yeah, you, you, get off him, Bomber. Don't read what I write. Yeah, please stay out of stay out of 4chan. Get off Reddit. Yeah. Get out of the big footy forums. It's not helping you, dude. It's just not helping. Look, when I have a Pepe meme, I mean, I mean it <laughs> ironically. <laughs> but I reckon that, that's just really sad, and that's kind of the wash-up. I mean, you look at that. He says that. Heard, what happened to James well. Hurd? Yeah. So it's just. They need to look after these guys, you know, post everything and just... He needs to see... He actually needs to go to a psychiatrist, not taking the piss, but just talk it through. That actually go, is a really good question. What What are they doing now in terms of the welfare of the people involved? Whether well, it be Essendon or the AFL? Yeah, well, uh, complete, it seems like the AFL hasn't done anything because mm. everyone's just seemed to be thrown under the bus and, yeah, yeah. you know, they, they wanted a result and they got it. But, yeah, yeah they need to be taken care of. Mm. Mm. Now, uh, Lee Montagna. Oh, Unbelievable incident on the weekend. So, basically, Lee Montagna uh, gave away a free kick mm-hmm. and had, had, had run into someone and the free kick was paid. So, it was a Geelong player. Yeah. Then they all went to play on yeah. and Lee was talking to the umpire mm. and the umpire pays a 50-metre penalty. Yep. Right? And so, they're running along and he goes, mate, you can't use that language. You can't use that language. Yeah. And he goes, I said soft bump. Yeah. I said soft bump. And the umpire said... I'm sorry if I made a mistake, but that's just the way it is. What did he hear? What did the umpire hear? I think he thought he called him a soft cunt. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. all those years, people have been calling me a stupid bump. Yeah, okay. And I didn't know that. But they so kicked the goal, and then, I mean, it was a pretty tight game, and the Geelong kind of got away in Yeah, the they end. got away. So the umpire has misheard it. And can the umpire's handle, like, if someone calls him a, a soft cunt, you just go, oh, well. Yeah, I think, the, I think the level of abuse would, I mean, that's fair enough. That's, that's pretty harsh on him. Yeah. But I think the level of abuse would be. I think it'd be varied for each game. Yeah. Because what what um, what one umpire considers abuse, another yeah, umpire would just consider it. You know, a friendly chat. You know, normal hair from, from the family. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd be like Lee Montagna. I'd say stuff like, you know, that wasn't a free. Yeah. And what the umpire would hear was, that I'm going to fucking shiv you in the neck after the game, you fucking maggot fuck. Yeah, okay. That's it's just it's, things here. It just it happens all the, moment, the time. Yeah, they can't hear properly all the time. All the time. Like, yeah. like there were times even like, you know, I remember one game, it was the third quarter. Yeah. And I went for the tackle and he reckons I got him in the back and mm-hmm. I didn't get in the back. No. And so what I did, what I did was that I waited till after the game. Uh-huh. I ran him over my car yeah. and then I tied his dead body to the roof uh-huh. and then I drove it to his house and set it on fire. Okay. And he heard that. Don't tell me they mistook <laughs> that. Don't tell me he thought you called him a soft <laughs> So... Mm. It's easily easily happens. No, it happens a lot, and uh, it's lucky that it wasn't a, a goal in the game. But yeah. it changed momentum. But what what should the umpire do there? Should he go double blow? We'll go back. I fucked up. I fucked up because it was funny. Lee Montagna was pointing to the to the scoreboard. You go well. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't come with sound, Lee. <laughs> it's not. It's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be pretty pissed off if you're a player, though. You go, mate. I've I've wanted to call you that for years. Yeah, but I've blown my I'm, chance. I've yeah. been very polite. Yeah, I've been standing behind your back for, for, for years. Yeah. Not to your face. Yeah, I'd scratch it after a game onto your car. Mm. Every game, that's me. <laughs> Soft cunt. You know those those letters you get in the mail? Yeah. Yeah, well, I've. And you, uh, you, you did get the, uh, the, yeah. the dead dog with that as well. <laughs> 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 it's been a dark episode of uh, Junk Time. Well, I, I think it's fair. Now, let's lighten it with uh, big, big congratulations to Bob Murphy. Bobby Murphy. So they, you, you had a special jumper with, for Bob and they had the, the collar. The collar. They had mm. a collar on there. And mm. I just saw, you know, you, you've gone half-assed there, Bob. Mm. 
Woolen jumpers. Oh, yeah. That would have been, and you know what? You hose them down before you put them on. You run yeah. out in a wet woolen jumper, stinking, fucking reeks. Yeah. Long sleeve. Yeah. And it doesn't quite fit you. And the number just kind of half flapping off the back. That's not bad. <laughs> or, you know, they're a bit too close together. <laughs> you know, like 11 is fucking right next to each other. Or, and it's a really high number, like 78 or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You go, whose jumper's this? And um, it hasn't been washed after the VFL have worn it. Had the winners a grinners quote. I think that was about. Kind of enjoying the win after the game. Yeah. Well, uh, taking that time to enjoy the win. Yeah. Yeah. And then someone got on social media and said, I'm all bobbed out. And then Bob read that and went, Yeah, me too. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be quiet for a while. Oh, there we go. So about time he got the fucking message. <laughs> uh, before we go, actually, Adam, yep. football is in real life. Oh, how can we forget that? We've only got one this week, but it's a special one. I love it. From Janice. Thank you, Janice. Good detail here too. Uh, I took myself off to the Gold Coast for a chance to see the Hawks have a percentage winning game against the hapless Suns. Yeah, good oh, good move. Good, good move. No egg. No egg. No egg. <laughs> what an arrogant choice that was, oh, Janice. <laughs> oh. um, on the Monday morning, whilst drowning my sorrows in my breakfast granola, in a quiet, out-of-the-way cafe in Broadbeach. Oh, Broadbeach, lovely part of the world. Beautiful part of the world. Lovely part of the world. Who should walk in but Tom Lynch, Tom Nichols and Stephen May? And then, to add insult to injury, a next walks in Bloody Jaeger. It's high fives all around, sits down and reminisces, I'm sure, about the good old times. He had two strong lattes. Oh, it's good that she knows I was strong. Yeah, yeah, and I gather they were the help. They were that was to help his two beers from Clarko the night before. Yeah, and Janice, thank you very much. Janice has taken a little sneaky photo too. Oh, if we got a photo, can we put that up? Oh, uh, I think that's probably illegal. Probably not creepy. Co- probably not quite right. Okay, because it's. But I compliment Janice on the on the creepy nice photo. But I think I think if we took the creepy photo, we should put it up. Yeah, I okay. Think someone else takes a creepy photo. But, but please, don't. that doesn't mean we don't like you. Take the creepy photos. Yeah, take yeah the photos. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I walk around with a shoe, a, phone, a camera in my shoe yeah, at all I times. I know you do, mate. <laughs> You've been told about that. Oh, sorry. We're, we're, th- we're still talking about football. <laughs> 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 hey, we got another stubby holder order. Yep. There we go. Oh, that should remind us. We've got stubby holders on sale. We've got no comedy we festival or any live shows to plug at them. No now, comedy festival to plug. Without foreseeing too far into the future, we will probably do another comedy, uh, another live show during that bye week again. Yes, then, absolutely. So prepare when, yourselves for that. It yeah. won't be a late show. It's going to be a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stubby holders at Big Cartel. Junktime.com. There we go. Yeah. We're Junktime Apple Pod at Gma on Facebook and Twitter. We're going to see you later. Go books and go blues.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.